welcome back to the Sports Gossip Girls podcast. I'm Madison. I'm Hannah. And I'm Matt. Today, my cousin, Matthew, is joining us. He is in place of Izzy, who couldn't be here today, unfortunately. We will be talking baseball, football, and we'll also be doing Yankees and Giants trivia. So let's get started. So the Yankees are playing the Marlins tonight. Not sure what the outcome of that will be. Usually I say, oh, the Yankees are going to win, but lately they've been playing very bad baseball. So who knows? They have their win streaks. They have their losing streaks. So it's like you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. I mean, there's times when they stumble into the playoffs and have played so well, but there's also been times where they do so well and then they lose right away. So I think these couple games, like, even though they do obviously do matter – because they're still part of the season, I do think, you know, they can kind of take some weight off. They're in the playoffs. They can relax a little bit and just focus on what needs to be done in the postseason in order to keep winning. I saw something that said Aaron Boone um, announced that Judge was going to play all three games, so that'll be good to see him finally get some consistent action. Hopefully he gets some hitting. Yeah. When, when they were on their 10-game winning streak, I thought, all right, this is going to be a sign of hope because they were in a bit of a slump. This team was not at its full potential without judge, without Stan, with all those key without all those key pieces, this team is not the best that it can be. And so when they went on that ten game winning streak, it was a sign of hope and it was all a good luck to Yankees fans. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And the Marlins are I think they're like one game out. I could be wrong. They're, they're in the playoffs as of right now. So Oh they are. They're they're a, they're a current playoff team and so are we. And we just have to we really got to maintain our spot because the Astros, honestly, they're, they're 500 and they're like the sixth seed. So yeah. we got to make sure we got to, we got to keep our spot. Yeah. I mean, truth is Yankees can beat any team they want to, if they play to their full potential. And I think, you know, they do have that mindset going in. They know that they can win. I think they just need to, you know, keep it together the way they played, especially in that 20 run game. I think, you know, if they play with that mentality and that same, you know, fire, passion, anger, I think they can come out on top and they could even win the World Series. I mean, you can't count anybody out at this point. The Marlins came as a surprise the entire season. The Orioles were even good this year, and not even in last place, which is crazy to even think about. But I honestly think, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Rays were wearing hats that said 98ers and they had the stable of horses on their shirts. Yeah, and their cigars. Yeah, and I honestly yes. think that if that doesn't light a fire underneath the Yankees, I don't know what will because obviously there's some tension between the two teams. So I yeah. think you know, if they do face each other in the postseason, which I'm hoping they will because that would be a really fun uh, series to see, there should be some anger, hopefully not taken out on between the teams, but on the field, show them what you can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure how the Blue Jays, how we let the Blue Jays um, clinch last night. They're oh, yeah. Letting everyone clinch. I guess they want more company, AL East company. In the Everybody's blaming it on Jordan Montgomery, but honestly, his start wasn't even bad. He just had absolutely no run support, and there was some sloppy defense, and I don't think, you know, you can't make up for that in pitching. It's, you know, you need your team to back you up, and he didn't have that last night, unfortunately. There, there are some points in those games where the Yankees just, they don't click. And I feel like last night, it was just another example. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So now moving on to football. This weekend, we have the Giants against the 49ers. Don't know what to expect, once again, with that. But Jimmy Garoppolo's out. Nick Bosa's out for the year. Um, Debo Samuel's out. Everyone's out. <laughs> so 
the Giants are looking, Giants aren't looking too much better, honestly. I mean, no Sterling Shepard, no Saquon Barkley. You yeah. know, offense is going to definitely struggle, I feel like. They have to learn to work without those two, at least for this week. Obviously, Saquon's not going to return, but you have to learn to work without them and figure out where else you can get those uh, touchdowns from. And field goals, obviously, will help. But Yeah. Bo- yeah, both of these teams are – banged up Saquon of course and of course Nick Bosa the reigning defensive rookie of the year and honestly this could honestly be a battle of those defenses with both offenses weak weakening and there really is no telling what could happen yeah definitely really definitely a battle between the the backups at this point yeah yeah I mean Jones needs to take advantage of that Everyone used to take advantage of it. I mean, I mean I yeah, also think about think about it this way. We just signed Devonta Freeman, two-time Pro Bowler. So we don't know – obviously, we don't, we don't know what goes, out, what goes on in, at practice. So we have to see what he does against the 49ers. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he comes out his first game with the team, how they work together. Yeah, I mean, he said, I think yesterday, I, have, I still have a lot left in the tank. So we'll see if that's true. I mean, I think I thought it was a great signing when I first saw it on my phone. I was like, I mean, we couldn't get a better running back right now. So that was great. Yeah, definitely something we needed. And I think it'll be interesting to see, like I said, you know, how the team works together and, you know, melds with the new player coming in. Obviously, I feel like the first week it might be a little, little, uh, you know, but once they get used to it and I think it'll be okay. And obviously Daniel Jones has to take advantage of what he has and, kind of forget about what he doesn't have and move on because he's not getting Saquon back, so. Yeah, it's all about the assets. And if you think about it, I mean, they're they're throwing two and, you know, one game, they'll be right back in. And if- yeah. With, uh, without Shepard, I mean, you still have good good receivers, like Golden Tate coming back off of his injury or whatever, wherever he, wherever he was. Uh, Slayton, Slayton's been – pretty much a god for our team so far picking up all the yards basically and yeah and so of course evan ingram and there's there's all there are a lot of questions going into this season for this team yeah hopefully ingram will start i mean he i think he had a decent game last week obviously the first week he didn't but i think he's getting there and hopefully he'll step it up and you know yeah he definitely needs to step up and you know take his place and get get it done i mean there's no other way to put it. Yeah. And I'll say it I'll say it again. There are some instances where this team just doesn't click. And when it doesn't click, it just doesn't go right, just like it did last weekend. It did not click. So we have we honestly week three is probably the week where you gotta figure out stuff, try to pick it up, and you gotta get back on the grind. Yeah, definitely. And not having, you know, any preseason games I definitely think affected their the way they played in the first and the second week. But I do think that, you know, like you said, you know, it's week three, you know, you have to start to get it together and figure it out because this is the team. It's not changing. This is who you have. This is what you have to work with. And hopefully no one else goes down because that would be horrible. And we can't really afford to lose anything yeah. else at this point. But That is true. I mean, just like Joe Rubak said to us the other day, that you don't need a coach. You don't need Joe Judge telling. Exactly. Like in the first um, – after the first half, like, come on, guys, you're getting paid to do this. You're professionals. You should have known. You should have played well during the first half and not waited till the second half. So. Exactly. You shouldn't have to some, have someone say to you 
you need to play better, you guys suck, and then all of a sudden play well in the second half. Yeah. Second half isn't always going to win the game, as we saw last week. You can't just automatically start playing well and start scoring in the second half of a game. All, yeah. all quarters count. Yeah, hopefully they'll yeah. start playing well and not just wait until, like, the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, they have to come out with that same energy that they have after getting yelled at in the locker room. <laughs> I, was, um, I was watching the Michael K show, and they were talking about how – I know this is really irrelevant, but how Sam Darnold could be the Jets franchise quarterback. And I thought about how Daniel Jones could probably be the same thing. And they were talking about how Darnold makes these makes throws and his receivers aren't there. That is literally the exact same thing that Jones is doing. He's trying to make throws. He's trying to extend the plays. And it just hasn't been clicking ever since. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, he makes some of his own mistakes, but you're absolutely right. I mean – the way it is at this point, you need the support from all ends, defense, offense, and everything, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if I – I mean, I think Donald's a great quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be their franchise quarterback. And they could also yeah, I don't think so. They were saying how la the game against the Bills that they – I think they threw him past, like, in the middle of the field where I think there wasn't much time left and they didn't have a shot at the end zone. So they couldn't get a timeout. Obviously, they probably didn't have any. So yeah. it was just a mistake by them. And they gave up, like, I mean, I, now I'm just jumping to their defense, but they gave up, like, a, I think it was a third and 30-something or second and 30-something. Yeah. And there's yeah. with other injured players. That, I mean, that's how – I mean, basically, last, last week's game between the Jets and the 49ers basically sums up how their, how their season's going. Yeah, honestly, they're way worse than us. I saw a I saw a meme on the NFL account. It said the Niners have lost their quarterback, their running back, their defensive line, and some of their linebackers, and they still beat the Jets thirty-one to thirteen. That's exactly what I was just gonna say that I saw, but yeah, and the Giants are only losing by a few points, so yeah, ten points. They've kept those games tight. Yeah, you got to give it to them. They've, right. they've kept those games tight. Yeah, so they just need to come out on top for once. Okay. I just pulled this up from the Yankees website, and the first question is, which Yankees pitcher threw three shutout innings in relief against the Red Sox in Game 7 of the 2003 American League Championship Series before Aaron Boone went on to hit a walk-off home run? That was a really long you yeah, you have already stumped you have already stumped me and you haven't even finished you didn't even finish the question. Okay, so in the game where Andrew hit the home run against Boston. Yeah, I know that. Choices. You have the right answer, give him like choices. So Andy Pettit, Jeff Nelson, David Wells, or Mike Messina? So I gotta figure out who pitched that game. Alright, so if you're 2003. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess Mike Mussina. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about. Okay, he pitched. I I think I knew he pitched that game, and I just didn't know how good he did. Yeah, he did really well. David Wells pitched before him, I think. And yeah, I was gonna say David. Wells. Oh yeah, he was the yeah he was the bullpen man though. Yeah. I think. Which four outfielders have won American League MVP honors while playing for the Yankees? Should I give him options? Wow. Or All right. 
Well, so that's like the entire history of this team. Yeah. It's a tough question. That is a tough question. Because now I got to think like way before I was even born. Mm -hmm. So then, all right, first I'm going to go. Wow, that's, I can't even think. That's difficult. I'm going to go get. Is Gehrig one of them? No. Okay. Well, then I'm already going to start yelling names. Go for it. Ruth. Yes. That's one. Okay. That's Mantle. He didn't play outfield, did he? No. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Mantle. Mantle and Ruth. You got two. uh, DiMaggio. Yep. One more. This oh. one's hard. I wouldn't know this one. Yeah. Ooh, outfield. Outfield. Wow. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Should I give him a hint? Yeah. The first name starts with an R. Last name starts with an M. Roger Maris. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know who played outfield. So next question. Which longtime Yankees pitcher is MLB's all-time leader in postseason wins? Postseason wins. Was that lo- all right, long time. So is this all time like entire league? Um, yeah. Or okay. Mm. I don't know. You'll get it. It's it's like it's someone who I'm not going to say he pitched recently, but in this. Did he pitch recently? <laughs> um, he was part of the 4 4. That just gave it away. Pet it. Pet it. <laughs> Prior to Aaron Judge winning the award in 2017, who was the last Yankees outfielder to finish among the top three in AL Rookie of the Year? Wow. That, I, I don't even know. Should I give you his nickname? If that helps. Say it again, you cut out. Godzilla. Godzilla. I'm already, like, yeah. Um, he was the MVP in the 2009 World Series. Oh, my God. Oh. You were a little. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, but like still. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I you got me. I don't even know. One his initials. Do it. H M. Oh, Matsui. <laughs> okay, another question. God. Which current Yankees player recorded the first MLB hit in Europe during the 2019 MLB London series against Boston. That was a super fun series. Oh, wait, hit. Remember, okay. That's yeah, hit. Not home run. Yeah, hit. I was about to say Aaron Hicks. <laughs> it's like a trick question. You yeah. can definitely Lame- get this one. It's LeMahieu. Yeah, obviously. It's he does it every time. Every time. Okay, let's see. Sorry. 
Which current Yankee hit a game-winning walk-off single to beat the Rays 4-3 at Yankee Stadium last season on May 17, 2019? I'll give you some options. Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela, DJ LeMahieu, or Glaber Torres? I will go with, we'll go with Gio. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was one of them. Okay, what player was nicknamed Mr. November? Easiest one yet. That, that's Jeter, and I didn't even know. Who was the so. first player in Giants history to score a touchdown and have more than 100 receiving yards in a game in his first three NFL games? Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Jeremy Shockey, or Amari, or Amari Toomer? Had to have been Toomer. It's either Toomer or Shockey, because I don't think one of those guys did it. It's my favorite giant. Oh, okay. That that helps. I think it's isn't it Shep? Yeah. Okay. He high he high five me. Yeah, and me. Aww, that's so nice. Yes, and you too, man. Remember, I turned around, like walking past us. No, because I yelled. I yelled his name. No. And he comes. He just missed the Instagram story. <laughs> no, we were on it. We were on the NFL. Bar- barely. <laughs> I turned around to get a selfie with him, and I didn't realize he was high-fiving everyone. Yeah. <laughs> My dad high-fived him, and then he I didn't get to high-five him, so I touched his arm. Right. So, my question to you, to both of you, you can both answer, is if you guys were Aaron Boone, what would be your rotation in order? Hmm. Ooh. And why? Or, like, what's your reasoning behind the placement? Um, all right, if you don't mind, I, I think I'll, t- I'll go first here. Yeah, go for it. So, so most people would be like, okay, obviously we're going to put Garrett Cole at the top. That's not my philosophy. You don't want to waste your top arm the first game when you think, well, especially now that these are three games for the first round. So in the first round, you're only going to be playing three games. Or at least at, at least two. So to think about it, I'd honestly I'd put. Let's see. Honestly, it would be way better if Sevy were healthy right now because that would totally, that would totally make a difference. So I I think I'd put. Yeah, that's where I'd go. So I go Tanaka first. I go Tanaka first because his postseason stats are outstanding, yeah. outstanding. Tanaka Tanaka first. I go Cole second. Cole second. That just more fire with with the with the right handers, and then I either go J Hap or Montgomery. You got to throw in the lefty, depending on who we're playing. You got you gotta you gotta you gotta throw in a lefty. You may not even go righty righty lefty. You could go righty lefty righty. You you just gotta throw in different pitchers, and you just gotta fool those batters, man. Yeah. I would have to say I'm gonna have to put Cole first. I mean, I, there's no, there's no like, what's the word I'm looking for? Degrading is not the right right word I'm looking for. There is no doubt that he is, you know, probably our best pitcher. I mean, obviously you can make arguments for Tanaka, and he's done so much for the organization, and his postseason numbers are insane. But I think you have to give Cole game one, give Tanaka game two, and. Honestly, depending on the way the rest of, you know, these last three games go, if Hap has a great start tonight, I think give him game three. 
Or even if Garcia, if he pitches in these one of these last couple games, I think give him the start. If he wins, he's only had like one bad outing. That's been like genuinely bad. And I think I think he's you can trust him. I mean, he's a stud. I mean, he I know he's you know young, and this would be a big opportunity for him. But I think if it's in the it, it's kind of hard though to trust him if you know if it does come down to a third game. You know, it would be hard. But I mean, you could give him game two. And then you have Tanaka for game three. I don't know. It's hard. going to be a tough decision for Boone for sure. I mean, you also have to you also have to take into account the kids like 22 or 21. 21, yeah. Yeah, I so, would first game in game three. Definitely not. I would do it, but make sure you have only if the bullpen is available. Like if you – like let's say you put him in game three. If, you know, Cole goes seven, Tanaka goes six maybe, and then you have, you know – majority of your bullpen is you know ready to go I think you could do it but yeah and you say say he pitches four like four or five yeah all right that's cool or I'd say half third I wouldn't I'm not giving Jordan I wouldn't give it to Jordan if it's three games I would give Jordan over Garcia just because you know he has a little more experience in the MLB even though he had Tommy John last year and missed a lot of time he still has a little more experience I don't know. Makes sense. I mean, I think an argument for anyone at this point. You can prove anybody has, you know, good enough numbers. I think, obviously, like you said, you know, Sevi and Paxton back would be beneficial. But, you know, like you said, not getting them back. So you got to work with what you have. And I think, you know, if their pitchers are on top of their game. They can win any game. So, yeah. Yeah, when this, te- when this team is healthy, you have Sevi, Paxton, and Cole. That is just – I don't even know – yeah, exactly. Antonaka, exactly. You, I mean, you could totally wipe out your opponent with those four people. Yeah. yeah. I'd um, love to see Kratz pitch. If they're, if they're winning in a blowout or something, I'd love to see Kratz pitch. That, yeah. What do you guys think about the Braves? Because I know, obviously, they're, they clinch. They're a really good team. Um, not that they really have anything to do with us right now because they're a National League team, but Max Fried got hurt. I don't know. If that's like a long-term thing, I think he's coming back soon. I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're a nice young team. I mean, of course, Acuna, Acuna just does his thing, hit, hitting four hundred seventy-foot bombs against Garrett Cole. Um, but yeah, they they have a strong team with Acuna, and um, yeah, and Albies. I mean, minus their pitching their pitching woes. I feel like they have a very strong team. They could honestly, I'd see them in the World Series. Yeah. The, yeah, the Dodgers the, the Dodgers just show up way too much. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they're a super strong team like you said. They have some really good power hitters, obviously. You know, they're missing some pitching, Mike Soroka, but I do think, you know, they could come out on top. You can't really count anybody out at this point. I mean, so many teams have come as a surprise this year and especially with the crazy year that we've had, I don't think you can count anyone out or count anybody in at this point. I mean, I think they're definitely a good contender, though, especially if the Dodgers choke somehow. I mean, yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't count anybody out when the Giants are your eighth seed in the NL. So I feel like even, even that team, that team could really surprise people, the For Giants. Sure, yeah. yeah. I don't even know anymore. Like, literally people ask me every day, like, on TikTok and social media, like, Oh, World Series predictions? I'm like, I, I can't even, I can't even predict it at this point. So, like the Marlins are in the playoffs or, or going to make. Not in the playoffs. 
that they're about to be. And I'm like, the Blue Jays just clinched. Like, I don't know. You don't even know the second round. Like, how do you predict the World Series with this type of format? And, like, the Yankees are going to play the White Sox. Like, usually you would think, oh, that's an easy win for the Yankees. But, of course, the White Sox are amazing right now. Like, DJ LeMahieu are literally battling for batting for the batting. Test. Yeah, Anderson. They got uh, that the Robert kid. Yeah, um, Robert. They're pitching like Giolito has been amazing throwing that no hitter. Like uh, that team is scary. I, I mean, they yeah. Like you know, Tim Anderson and DJ batting or competing for the batting title, and I know DJ gained a bunch of points. You know, I think yet last night because Tim Anderson, I think he went like over four or over three, something like that. But I think he's like maybe 20 points ahead at this point. But that'll be good, you know, if they play. It'll be interesting to see the two of them, you know, battle it out. Um, you know, they both want it, obviously. It's not the, they, you know, they care more about the team winning than themselves. But, and, you know, Jose Abreu, too, and Luke Voigt battling for home runs. Obviously, Luke Voigt has a bunch more. But it'll be interesting to see, like, after these three games, how that works out in the postseason. Obviously, that doesn't count, but it'll be interesting to see how that counts afterwards in the postseason. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And before before the before the twins, I mean before the White Sox became second, the twins were in that spot and I was just it just reminded me of last year's slug fest with Aaron Hicks's diving catch. So there could be a lot of lot of things happening. Yeah. For sure, definitely. All right, well, that is all we have for you guys today. Got a lot of um, current sports talk in, so. Thanks for watching. Um, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for coming on, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.